Six is Out is the metagame. Do you want to know what the metagame is? It is weaved into all things. Even now in that space between your ears where the sound of my voice bounces and reflects off its seemingly infinite glass nodes of thought and logic, the metagame flows. You can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work. It is the world that lies beneath. Without knowledge of the metagame, you are a slave. Like everyone else, you are born to believe that there is a barrier between the reality you are capable of perceiving and fiction. Knowledge of the metagame erodes that barrier. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the metagame is. You have to see it for yourself. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You roll the blue die, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to. You roll the red die. You stay in Wonderland. Can I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes? Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. Nothing more. Welcome to Sixes Out Entertainment. Last time on Descent into Avernus, we left off... Well, we started off with everyone in Candlekeep at the hearth in the late evening. Uh, you, uh, Hannah had performed a wonderful song, and, and Chadwin, the the bard owner of the hearth, was very impressed with her, and, and because of that, gave her a tip of a, a place to sell gems in Candlekeep. Um, uh, the city of Candlekeep, the monks there, the avowed, don't really have any uh, attachment to material possessions. They're just about the attainment of greater knowledge. And so there's not a lot of jewelers, gold sellers, or, or jewelry or anything like that. And and uh, Chadwin knew of a, a scientist in, in the Tower of Exaltation in Candlekeep, that is, was willing to buy gems for research. And of course, Hannah wanted to go immediately right away, and so all of you agreed to attend with her as you all, through the evening streets, a uh, very quiet and peaceful uh, uh, city for the most part. Uh, it seems like everything shuts down after, after sundown, but uh, you guys ran over to Exaltation, made your way into the tower, and uh, eventually met with... That's right, uh, Aromir, uh, uh, a half-elf, I'm sorry, a wood-elf woman who works in Exaltation, is employed by the Avowed in order to develop uh, better uh, defensive technology for the Keep, as there are a lot of warlords, a lot, a lot of evil wizards and necromancers and nefarious beings who would love to get their hands on limitless knowledge, and so they have to protect it jealously almost from from the evil of the world and and Aromir is employed by the avowed to develop technology to better defend the city uh, when when you arrived at the the uh, this sort of experimental jungle chamber where this this chamber of this keep had been transformed into a, a jungle-like environment you came across a a mechanical being almost a humanoid mechanical robotic being by the name of MK12 or uh, which is short for keep defender Mark 12. Um, uh, you met uh, Aromir and her creation, and she uh, offered you a job to actually uh, test MK12 out in the field, uh, to which you agreed and uh, decided next time you, that you would leave the city, you would take MK12 to one, see if he could survive violent conflict, and two, see if he was capable of providing accurate or rather ethical law enforcement uh, towards um, the citizens of Candlekeep. Uh, were his ethics and logic sound, and was he able to withstand violent conflict? Um, after meeting Aromir, you guys uh, returned back to your bunk, and the next morning met with Falister Fisk, who took you to see Silvira Savikas, uh, who informed you that 
the, the devil threat is not over. In fact, it's only just beginning. And she believes that although you saved Baldur's Gate from a, a nefarious devil plot, there could be another one brewing soon. Um, and so she uh, uh, really wants to employ you guys to go into the Nine Hells and stop the problem at its source. But she wants you to take your time in making that decision, and, and she wants to send you when you all are ready. Uh, uh, Corden, Corden, uh, who actually unknowingly was in possession of a shield possessed by a demonic force by the name of Gargoth, uh, had been lying to him the whole time. The ability to summon fireballs and walls of fire and things like that was actually a devilish power, and it was attempting to corrupt Corden. But luckily, Corden resisted. Uh, Hannah almost got got enthralled by this devilish being, uh, uh, but also was successfully able to resist. And uh, uh, again, the the shield was confiscated by by um, Silvira and sent to a pocket dimension where no one could ever come in contact with it again, um, as far as you all know. <laughs> so, uh, uh, after meeting Silvira, uh, learning about, uh, uh, she wants you to return to her so she can send you the Nine Hells when you're ready, and so that's that's kind of happening. And you guys left uh, to meet Corden's uh, uh, friends at, at the Order of the Golden Lion where they have trouble with, with a couple of missing paladins in the woods. And so you guys took that job and ventured out of Candlekeep to the Wood of Sharp Teeth to find some missing paladins of Torm who were supposed to report back days ago. Uh, upon entering the forest, you guys were met by another peculiar uh, hodgepodge group of, of individuals, uh, a couple of wolves, uh, an orc and a dwarf, who you know to be uh, the dwarves and orcs of this forest, you know to be uh, rivals and enemies, in fact, are now working together, and they seem to be exhibiting that bizarre behavior uh, of dispassionate interaction with the world around them through through um, sort of mechanical violence, like they, they just act uh, without emotion or, or care for, for life, and... Um, are going around causing violence and, and kidnapping people and things. Um, and in fact, the, the animals themselves are exhibiting the same behavior, these wolves and actually a war horse you guys were fighting. Uh, very strange that all these beings came together and are acting in a similar fashion to defeat you. And actually, you guys are now in the middle of that conflict now, uh, a bog wolf facing off against Keep De Defender uh, MK12. We have another wolf against uh, Hannah and Cobble as they're trying to uh, uh, defeat these animals. And of course, Corden. Uh, is facing off against a dwarven berserker while a, a uh, uh, an orcish shaman of some kind seems to be uh, causing all kinds of havoc from the back. And so we, we leave off in the middle of that conflict, and we're going to start off at the top of the initiative order, which would be Hannah. Um, Hannah, what would you like to do uh, as, as this conflict ensues? <laughs> Um, I'm engaged with, uh, the wolf to my south, right? Yeah, so you yeah. do have a- there's a wolf here between you and Kabul, and of course you have a wolf here between you and, uh, uh MK12 here. Uh, there's a berserker I'm here. Gonna, this war horse is dead, actually. Uh, Kabul punched it in the face and it died. And then, um, we have the orc in the back. Steal the cure wounds on myself. Alright. You're gonna go ahead and cast cure wounds. So looks like that's uh, 2d8 plus 2, right? So 9 points of damage uh, healed to yourself. You can go ahead and add that back to your uh, your total hit points. That'll be your main action. Do you have a bonus action or a movement you'd like to do? Alright, that's gonna be it for Hannah. Up next is Corden. Uh, Corden, you're engaging with the Berserker here in the in the middle of this conflict. Uh, you guys trading blows. What do you want to do? 
Uh, let's see here. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and cast Bane on the Dwarven Berserker and the two wolves, I think. Okay. Alright, let's start with the Bog Wolves. Hmm. Alright, so the wolves uh, save. I roll them both as one. I can roll them separately. One wolf saves uh, a 10, right? What'd you say? What's, uh, what do they have to uh, They got to beat 13. 13, okay. So one fails. I'll mark that one red. So, you know, that's the one that has Bane. And then the Berserker will have to save now. Hmm. Natural one. That one also has Bane. And that's a uh, disadvantage on attack rolls, I believe. Uh, no, they have to subtract a d4 from any attack they may make, uh, as well as any saving throws they may make. Oh, nice. Okay. And that lasts for how long? Up to one minute. Awesome. Okay. So, uh, yes. Uh, one of the wolves, uh, the wolf to the north there, and the berserker, uh, both have Bane. Uh, is there anything else you want to do, Corden? Uh, yeah. Um, let's see here. I'm going to attempt to knock down the Berserker with a shield dash. That's my bonus. Okay, that's going to be a contest of strength between you it's and the Berserker. Oh, yeah, he goes prone as your, as your shield bashes into him. Finally, uh, uh, you you get a, a lucky break on this guy after a, a tough battle, and he falls flat on his back. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's about all I can do. Alright, sounds good. Uh, this going to be it for Corden. Up next, uh, the Berserker will use half his movement to stand. Um, uh, he, he gets right back up, and he's going to go ahead and uh, 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 make an attack again against you, Corden. Okay. That's going to be 14 to hit. I don't think that hits you. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, that great axe swings over your head as you duck under it, and uh, that's going to be it for the Berserker. Um, up next will be the Bog Wolves. Uh, let's see, the first one that has Bane is going to go ahead and make an attack against MK12. The uh, the mechanical warforged uh, uh, fighter is going to go ahead and engage with this thing. And uh, uh, the, the wolf will try and take a bite out of his leg here, his metallic leg. And that's going to miss as its teeth sort of crunch into the metal and the wood. It, it does little to no damage to MK12, and he seems relatively unfazed by the attack. Alright, up next is the other Bog Wolf as it turns towards Hannah to make an attack against her. Uh, bite attack. That's going to be 17 to hit. Does that hit, Hannah? She's 17 AC, so no. Right. Okay, so uh, Hannah, you're able to uh, use your blade to deflect the, <laughs> the bite uh, uh, of this animal, and uh, the wolves, uh, unfortunately, don't get a good attack in this time. Finally, the Eye of Groomsh. Uh, uh, this is the, the orc in the back, the, the shaman orc sort of uh, causing problems in the very back. Actually has summoned a, uh, uh, a spectral weapon, a spiritual weapon, and uh, it's actually right here. Might be hard to see there in the dirt there, but, but there's a spectral weapon there with Corden. As a bonus action, uh, it's going to go ahead and try and make an attack with that spiritual weapon. And uh, that's going to miss as well as Corden's on his game now. Uh, ready to fight. Alright, as his main action, the Eye of Grunch is going to move forward. Let's see here. Uh, just enough movement uh, to get in here and engage uh, with Corden as well. And he's going to go ahead and make a spear attack against Corden. That's going to be 24 to hit. Um, that'll be... Okay, yeah, that definitely hits. And that'll be five points of damage as the spear uh, grazes across your shoulder and gashes into you. Okay. 
Alright, up next is Cobble. Cobble, what do you want to do? I'm gonna see if I can finish off this wolf in front of me. It's gotta... It's gotta, you know... Go down a little bit. I'm not gonna quit. And then I'm gonna hit him with two unarmed strikes, and then I get that three, the third one as a bonus. Oh yeah, one of those unarmed strikes hits. Go ahead, uh, roll. roll I'm gonna up. expend one key point because of focused aim. Focused aim is. Here, I can post it for you. If I miss with an attack roll, I can spend one to three to increase an attack roll by two, and I want to increase the unarmed strike twelve by two. And that's gonna hit. So, so yeah. two, two of those hit. Two of those unarmed strikes hit. Very good. All right, that's gonna be 15 points of damage. Uh, this wolf, as you uh, uh, just sort of hammer down on the back of its head with your bare fist, it's looking very dazed and injured. It looks like uh, blood's coming out of its mouth a little bit down its chin into its fur, and uh, it's looking very hurt. Good, very good. And that's my turn. All right, that's it for Cobble. MK12 being bitten in the leg by the by the wolf to the north there is gonna go ahead and uh, uh, attack. All right, that's definitely gonna hit as he uses his warhammer to uh, uh, strike down at this wolf. And he's gonna do, oh wow, yeah, nice. Uh, 11 points of damage with his warhammer as he strikes this wolf. This wolf is also looking very hurt and that's gonna be it for MK12. Uh, up next, we're back at the top of the initiative uh, to Hannah. Or no, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Hannah actually. Hannah, what do you okay. want to do? I'm gonna go and attack the wolf that I was attacking already. Alright, your rapier attack definitely hits. Go ahead and roll for damage for that one. Nice, eight piercing damage, and uh, that's gonna finish that wolf off as you stab into its belly. It, it gives a last final growl and a yelp and falls over and dies. I'm gonna move. Since that guy's done, move it over towards this dwarf. Alright, as you move towards the dwarf, the bog wolf to your north gets an attack of opportunity against you as you're leaving its attack range. Alright, and that attack is gonna miss anyway. It sort of nips at your heels as you uh, get away from it and uh, you move towards the, the orc. Uh, Cordon, you're up next. What do you want to do? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and attack the dwarf berserker. I think I channeled the Vow of Enmity last time, so I should have advantage yeah, on Yeah, I, I couldn't roll. remember what that red mark on him was. That's your Vow of Enmity, yeah. Yeah, so I get advantage on attacks against him. And I think with level 5, I get to uh, attack twice every time I, uh, every time I attack, so... That's right. Nope. Go All right. your attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, uh, your second attack hits... Uh, your first attack swings over his head, but then you swing back around and hit him right in the side. Go ahead and roll for damage. Alright, six points of damage with your Warhammer, and uh, uh, this guy's uh, relatively unarmored for a Berserker, but, you know, he's definitely resilient, um, and uh, he's still looking like he's got some fight left in him. Might as well knock somebody down with my shield, if possible. <laughs> Let's, uh... Mm, Let's go ahead and try and knock the Berserker down again. I just want to keep him busy. Yeah, sure, go for it. Okay. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Uh, he rolled poorly. <laughs> so uh, you, you shield bash him again. He falls flat to his back in the dirt. 
and he gives a roar and, and, and he, he's getting ready to stand it back up again. Is there anything else you want to do on your turn? No, I was going to do it. All right. And so up next is the Berserker. Half his movement to stand again. And, uh, uh, hmm. Let's, you know what? He would just hyper focus on Corden. He wouldn't, he wouldn't get away from him. So he'll, he'll stay there and, and, and attack Corden again. He wants to finish you. Yeah, kind of expected. That's going to be 17 to hit. I don't think that hits you. No, sir. Uh, again, uh, this time his, his great axe sort of clashes into your armor and uh, uh, just sort of glances off doing no damage to you. Uh, the, the Berserker now looking frustrated as he's been knocked down and none of his attacks seem to be doing any, any harm to you. Up next is the surviving Bog Wolf as it continues to uh, uh, go uh, attack against uh, MK-12, the Warforged. And again, that attack misses. Uh, these guys are doing terrible right now. Uh, uh, the bite sort of d digs into his forearm, but his metallic exoskeleton is is uh, uh, literally unharmed by this and, and gives him little trouble. Um, let's see here. The Eye of Groomsh, uh, his uh, uh, spiritual weapon there, uh, the, the spectral sword he summoned, he's going to go ahead and uh, turn on Hannah now. Um... That's going to be five points against you as the uh, uh, the spiritual weapon cuts uh, through your leather and uh, uh, gashes into you. Uh, finally, as the, as the main action, the Eye of Groomsh will cast... Yes, okay. Uh, the Eye of Groomsh will cast Resistance on the Berserker, which is the exact opposite of Bane. Uh, add a d4 uh, to the number rolled when um, uh, doing it. Uh, let's see. Uh, attacks or saving throws. Damn oh, to one, to one saving throw. Shit, I misread it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, casts uh, uh, resistance to the Berserker anyways. All right, that's going to be the Eye of Grimsh's turn. Uh, Cobble, you're up next. What do you want to do? Right, so the Eliminated Wolf, was it this one or is it this one? Because this he's still attacking him, right? So this guy's gone, yes? Yeah, so. yeah. So that the wolf to okay. the south is, is dead. I kind of moved him out of the way just so you okay. can see. Got it. Okay. Uh, but there's a, a imagine yeah. there's a wolf Perfect. corpse there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I was just trying to make sure. Um, okay. Uh, I'm gonna help free up uh, MK and help finish this uh, wolf over here. So I'm gonna move up and I'm going to start uh, disabling this wolf. <laughs> Two, three on arm strike. Oh, nice. Okay, so uh, yeah, the 18 and the 25, two of those hit. Uh, go ahead and roll for damage. One is a crit, so. And uh, uh, you you unleash uh, uh, a flurry of blows on this guy, and uh, this wolf is <laughs> barely standing. The blows to the back of its head as you come up and, and punch it, uh, uh, leave it totally dazed, uh, but it is still hanging on to life, just barely. And that's going to be my turn. All right, up next is going to be MK12, hopefully to finish off this wolf with his war hammer. And that's going to hit. And absolutely, with the final blow to its rib cage with a sickening crunch, uh, the wolf falls over and lies still. And it appears that all that's left is the... Uh, the the orc and the berserker now um, after MK12's turn that's going to be back up to the top of the initiative uh, Hannah you're up next what do you want I'm just going to do a curse that'll do uh, 
what is it called? It's bestow curse, and it'll just be 1d8 necrotic damage to the target that, that I touch, which is gonna be. Um, you said there's two people left? Yes, so directly in front of Hannah here, we have the orc. Uh, there's a spiritual weapon here that, that's been attacking you. And of course, we have the okay. berserker here. Okay, so I'm, I'm going after the orc, it looks like. Ah, uh, it's a wisdom saving throw. Yeah, there's a wisdom saving throw. Oh, that's definitely a fail. Uh, roll the four. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the curse takes effect. And, and the nature All of the right. curse you're choosing is to do... 1d8 damage? It's gonna just didn't like damage. Actually... Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, the... I'm kind of fucked up. Actually, I'm gonna do the one where if it... It's gonna have to make a, a saving throw at the start of each of its turns, and if it fails the, the wisdom saving throw, it'll, it'll lose its turn. Okay. So that's All what right, the curse yeah. is gonna, gonna be. Sounds good. You've effectively cursed the orc okay. there. Um, <laughs> all right. Is there anything else you want to do, Hannah? Nope. That's it. All right, Corden. You're up next. What do you want to do? Okay. Well, I got to use that vow of enmity, so I'm gonna go ahead and attack the dwarf berserker again. Uh, let's see. I get advantage. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, that's a crit. Go ahead and roll for damage. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, that, uh, and you're attacking the Berserker, right? Correct. Yeah, okay, that Berserker goes down with two final, uh, savage blows with your Warhammer. Uh, uh, the Berserker, the Dwarf Berserker is finished, and, uh, uh, he falls to the ground dead. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, you know. Might as well just keep knocking people down with my shield as much as I can, just for shits and giggles. Yeah, I mean, you, you got yeah. it. You, you use it. <laughs> so uh, sorry, uh, 18. Yeah. Yeah, on the uh, on the orc, yes. Yeah, that orc fails. Uh, the orc gets uh, smashed with your shield and, and falls to his back into the dirt. Um, is there anything else you want to do, Corden? Uh, no, that's gonna that's gonna be it. Okay, up next is the Eye of Grooms from his back. He's gonna go ahead and make a Wisdom saving throw to see if that curse takes effect. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> the orc just sort of lies there still motionless on his back in the ground, totally unwilling to do anything to, to change his situation as that curse sort of keeps him there, uh, unable to move momentarily. Um, okay, that's the end of his turn. Uh, Cobble, you're up next. What do you want to do? Okay, I'm going to... Now that everything's kind of freed up, is, and the guy is on the ground, right? So he's prone? Yeah, he's prone on his back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh really? And uh, I'm going to take advantage yeah, buddy. of that, buddy. Uh, I get advantage on attack, That's correct? Right. That's right. I'm going to go ahead and get my three unarmed strikes there. All right, two of those attacks hit. Uh, go ahead and roll for damage for two of them. 16 points of damage as you uh, wail into this guy as he's down. You sort of uh, uh, put one leg over him and just punch down twice at him. 
uh, uh, doing uh, 16 points of damage. Is there anything else you want to do, Cobble? No, that's that's it, because there's a bonus movement in an attack. Okay. Uh, MK12 now uh, uh, looks uh, over at the Eye of Grumsh and uh, uh, begins uh, to close and engage as well. He's got just enough movement to get to here. Uh, uh, this this orc on its back, surrounded now, uh, just seems to be getting... I don't know, you guys are going to stomp him out like some sort of uh, <laughs> street fight or something crazy. But uh, yeah, MK12 does just that with his Warhammer. Unfortunately, uh, the orc dodges sideways and the hammer uh, digs into the dirt doing no damage against him. Uh, Hannah, you're up next. What do you want to do? Attack with my swords. That won't break the curse, right? No, it doesn't say anything about taking damage. This orc is just cursed. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead and roll, uh, roll for attacks. And you're, and you're rolling with advantage on both because it's prone. The orc is prone. So you can roll the rapier and the scimitar again. That's better. The scimitar hits. All right, three points of damage as uh, uh, you stat you slice into the the orc uh, that's lying on the ground uh, with your scimitar. All right, up next is going to be Corden. What do you want to do? Okay, well, I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, attack the orc. I guess there's nothing else to do. All right, your second attack hits. Go ahead, and roll for damage. All right, seven points of damage, and it's it's very strange, Corden. As you look down at this orc uh, who who seems to be surrounded on all sides, lying on his back, totally cursed, uh, uh, no fear, no emotion whatsoever. As it just sort of looks up and looks around at you all, uh, sort of at Corden. As you're bringing your hammer down to it, you can see that this orc is sort of. Uh, yeah, takes a moment to, to look at every single one of you, locks eyes for just a second before your hammer comes down and hits him in the chest. Uh, no grunts of pain or anything like that. It just takes the blow and uh, um, seems to, to, to take note of all of your faces. Uh, but seven points of damage as the orc takes another hit. Hmm. Okay, well, it's going to do it from there. All right, the Eye of Grimms is going to make a wisdom saving throw and try and uh, get out of this sticky situation. That's going to be 11. Uh, what What is your uh, spell save DC, Hannah? 13. Oh, sorry. Good. Nine. Yeah. Mic. yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Dang it. Like, this orc, this poor orc, uh, the, the curse takes effect again, and the orc lies prone <laughs> on its back, uh, uh, just gazing up at all, all of you vacantly. Um... Uh, hmm. Hannah, or, I'm sorry, Orc. Okay, up next is Cobble. What do you want to do? I feel bad for the Orc now. Does he speak common? Uh, are you gonna try and communicate, or? Uh, let's, uh, while he, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna shout, where, where are the paladins? <laughs> The orc sort of uh, uh, turns its head slowly towards you, Kabul, and looks up at you through this sort of bloody, kind of almost ruined face now as you guys have been wailing on it. And uh, uh, it looks at you uh, and, and, and says, uh, the paladins belong to me now. I didn't like that answer. <laughs> <laughs> 
And since uh, I think speaking is an action, I think. Oh, I guess as a bonus. Uh, that was a short interaction. I'll give you a okay. bonus action to speak, just because that it wasn't okay. a conversation. Oh, okay. All right, then I'll just I'll yeah. just do one punch then, and not yeah. do extra attack. Yeah, you so. do one punch. I'll give you that. Kind of throw <laughs> I, I punched the dirt next to his head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he punched the dirt next to his head. Uh, I don't know. I guess to scare him or something. I don't know. Yeah. That's <laughs> definitely uh, uh MK12 sort of looks down at this thing and uh, looks at you all, and and for a moment it takes a second to register. Uh, uh, then it looks back at the orc and says. Uh, You've attempted to end the life of myself and my fellow Justicars. I sentence you to death. And uh, he goes ahead and, and, and attacks with uh, his, his war hammer. That's a natural 20. Oh boy. Dang. Okay. Uh, he does 25 points of damage <laughs> with this. And uh, does 25 points of damage. This work is barely now holding on uh, uh, to life. All right, Hannah, up next, what do you want to do? All right. I'm gonna hit him with my, uh, with my weapons. All right, both attacks miss. Uh, oh, wait, no, with advantage. Remember, you can roll again. This thing is, I can't get this orc to stand up. There you go, your rapier hits. Go ahead and roll for damage for the rapier. All right, four piercing damage as Hannah gets in on the action. You guys savagely beating this orc. And uh, it is just now, after that stab, it spurts blood from its mouth and it's barely holding on to life. Uh, let's see here. Oh, yes, the orc is barely, barely holding on. It's looking pretty, pretty hurt right now. So, uh, Corden, you're up next. What do you want to do? Um, can we ask him... Oh, I mean, the orc is able to talk still. Who uh, who he is? He said they, the, the paladins belong to him now. Who's him? Um, go ahead and make a... I'll leave it up to you if, if you want to phrase this in intimidating or, or persuasive. You can make an intimidation mm -hmm. or a persuasion check. Well, he doesn't seem very intimidated by uh, anything. By death. <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's, uh, let's uh, you know, let's try to be a little more persuasive, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm really good at that, actually, so, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, uh, the orc just sort of spits blood in your general direction as it's like now uh, beginning all of its major you know, life supporting uh, <laughs> it's barely holding on it doesn't even know where it is anymore alright well at this point I kind of got to put it out of its misery so I'll go ahead and attack it <laughs> alright good little pretty brutal alright there we go we should do it yeah, that's going to hit. Go ahead and roll for damage. Okay. There you go. Uh, Sorry, Orc. Corden, Corden, why don't you describe how you finish this, this grizzly uh, scenario? I don't want to do that. Okay, fine. <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want to. Um, you, you quickly you quickly finish the orc, <laughs> yes, uh, in a merciful uh, manner. It, it's more no. of like a, a mercy kill at this point. You take no pleasure in it. Being a, a, a lawful good paladin, this is not... This is a necessity... Not, not something that you enjoy. So, um, yeah, the the orc is is finished, and um, you guys are now in in the woods, sort of uh, uh, where you left off, trying to track these paladins. Uh, you kind of sort of wandered into this scenario, uh, uh, following tr the tracks of 
of a heavily armored individual. You're not sure if it is the Paladin, if not, but but the tracks had led you here and stumbled into a, a, a failed ambush by these guys. Um, so what do you guys want to do now in, in the in the woods? Um, well, I don't know about you guys, but after uh, punching some some orcs and a bunch of wolves and getting bit a bunch, I kind of want to take a little bit of a short rest, maybe eat some uh, some loaf of bread, yeah. maybe some cheese, and then we'll pick up the lead of where where the this guy maybe came from. Yeah, okay. short rest. Yeah, could do a rest as well. All right, you guys down. are gonna take a short mm -hmm. rest. Um, we'll say. It's going to take you a couple of hours to recover. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll give you two hours of a short rest as you sort of um, sit here and and uh, uh, do what you do. Uh, right now, you guys are in a scenario with a uh, couple of couple of dead wolves, a dead war horse. Um, there is the, the the dwarf corpse and the orc corpse there as well. Um, I need one HP, and I rolled a fucking 10 on the last one. God damn it. Uh... Whatever. Very good. Alright, so as you guys rest, um, is there anything specifically you want to do uh, as far as um, as far as uh, communicating, talking, uh, or are you guys just going to sit down and take it easy? After, I guess I'll eat one of my... Should we try and tra see if we can track it once we're done resting? We can find uh, more blueprints. Yeah, that's kind of. I, I guess I'd be talking to, um, talking about like, I don't know, where the paladins possibly could be, and maybe just pick it up trees. Small, small talk amongst rest to eat and maybe a small. What, what that meant of what what he owned the paladins. Uh, do we do we know specifically the race of the paladins that we're looking for? Did the um. Did the guy give us any info on yeah, who so they were? Yeah, so uh, mentioned, uh, actually to everyone, when everyone was there at the, at the temple in Candlekeep, Selenway mentioned that uh, they were both uh, Goliath, uh, 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 a man and a woman, Goliath uh, paladins of Torm. Goliath means they'd be huge. Yeah, so they're definitely yeah. not here. It'd probably be pretty easy to spot. Edited issues, <laughs> otherwise, so, able to edit Hannah's uh, health bar token, yeah. So, um, I got the window up now. So, the uh, one of the paladin protectors, uh, from what you gather from selling way at the, at the, the temple in Candle Keep, his, his name is Diamond Finder, and he's a male Goliath. Uh, uh and then there's Gamma, uh, a female Goliath, um, and, and both of them are, are pretty close and, and they go out all the time in the woods. Uh, dealing with bandits and monsters and things, um, but yeah, a male and a female Goliath, both paladins right. of Torn. With with that information, um, after our rest, I suppose we can look for larger footprints because they're much larger than orcs and dwarves. All right. Well, well, after your short rest, it's now it's about midday. You would guess uh, just by the 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 light through the trees. The forest here isn't too densely wooded. You're able you know, uh, uh, to see uh, into the sky and the clouds above you. Uh, it's, it appears to be about midday now. Um, if you guys want to continue trying to track Goliath Prince specifically, you can go ahead, uh, one of you can make a survival check to try and pick up the trail. All right, so uh, that first check, um, 
yeah, uh, you, you search for an hour in the surrounding area and nothing comes up. Um, all of you guys can do this. We'll just have one character one at a time do it. Hannah, you can do it again if you want, whatever you guys want to do. But basically, you can make this check repeatedly. It's just going to, how many times you fail, uh, sort of, uh, Exhibits how much time movie. exhibits how much time it takes for you to pick up that trail. So, go ahead. One of you can go ahead and make another check. I'll, I'll uh, help out with the investigation. I'm a negative one on survival. So, oh, yeah. uh, was that survival? Oh, whoops. I thought it was investigation. <laughs> uh, sorry. There we go. Okay, so Kabul, uh, uh, actually, you end up picking up a. Uh, a trail right off right off this game trail you guys sort of had your last combat on you guys sort of uh, uh make your way back over uh into the into the woods and you do find uh, a lot of disturbed foliage here which leads you to uh, uh yeah a rather large foot footprint uh in the mud uh leading uh, deeper into the forest looks like towards the northwest ish uh it appears um but if you want to follow that you can what do, what do you guys want to do well, seems like a good lead. Yeah, let's have uh, let's follow the game trail. We gotta find these guys. That's the point, and uh, we gotta test mm -hmm. test our robot over here. See if we can. We're gonna find something else too. Right, police execute any more uh, criminals for us. Um, back on the bodies of the the bandits of the um the guys we were fighting. Do they yes. have any kind of mark or do, like a you? A piece of uniform or anything that like sets them apart from other raiders or bandits. Sure, go ahead and make an investigation check. Good question. Oh, I'm rolling on advantage. I'm sorry. Uh, I rolled a 16 last time, but I get, that was my fault. Uh, I'm gonna take. So uh, when, when you roll advantage, I just take the lower. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the lower right. Yeah, two, so my fault. it's fine. Uh, you rolled a 10 with with a 10 investigation check. Um, you, you don't really notice anything out of the ordinary. When you look at the Dwarven Berserker, you see that he does have a, um, a, a gold tooth symbol sort of painted on the the uh, um, the belt that he has around. He's a Berserker, so he's not wearing armor. But he does have a belt with some pouches on them. Uh, uh, in the pouches, you do find um, three gold pieces. And uh, you see a little gold tooth painted on the belt as, as a symbol, perhaps. Uh, um, on the, let's see, on the orc, uh, we'll have you make a separate investigation check on the orc. Go ahead and make a second one. Okay. Even better. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, that's a four investigation check. So, uh, on that one, nothing really of note. The, the, these orcs seem to be in, in clad in fur armor, uh, simple tools, simple weapons, nothing mm -hmm. too fancy. They, they, it looks like they're just living out here in the woods, um, as hunters and and perhaps you know th this looks like a typical orc uh, uh marauder bandit type um nothing nothing out of the ordinary there okay um as you search those guys and, and you end up finding the the trail of the large uh, uh, uh boot print of a rather large individual um so i, t I gather that you guys want to want to go ahead and follow off in that direction then yeah i think so yeah i'd like to have <laughs> Find this up before nightfall, you know, before it gets uh, a little dicey out here. Yeah, as you guys uh, go off in the direction that the boot prints seem to lead in, uh, it is about midday now. And you, you follow the tracks uh, for several miles, actually, uh, for about uh, two more hours, we'll say. And um, you 
come upon a clearing which leads to a babbling stream about 15 feet wide and an ankle deep. On the opposite side of the stream rises a, rock, a rocky embankment. Atop the embankment rests the remains of a ruined structure that is made of wood and stone. The roof is partially collapsed, but the stone walls stand strong against the ravages of time. Um, and so you guys are there, sort of uh, uh, looking at this uh, partially collapsed building atop an embankment uh, right next to a, a babbling stream. Let's go check it out. All right, as you guys uh, uh, sort of cross this stream and, and, and sort of climb up this embankment to approach this building, uh, uh, you see that just beyond the building um, is... Uh, a, a grassy sort of clearing area in this woods that that looks to be uh, there looks to be several like remains of like foundations of other buildings like stones sort of stacked up and, and things like that uh, um, but but it looks like perhaps there was there were more buildings in this area at one point in time but 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 this could have been a very long time ago and uh, uh, those those buildings are gone but the foundations of the buildings remain uh, this seems to be um, one of the last buildings in the area uh, surrounding this thing uh, uh, and then to the um, to the northeast of the building uh, you see also uh, a, a rotted fence uh, which which sort of uh, encircles a grassy plot and and, and w beyond this fence are, are rows and rows of stones uh, placed in rank and file in front of and in front of each stone it looks like there's been a hole that's been dug out um, and, and and they're they're holes filled with uh it looks like burnt wood, like like fires have been lit in these holes. Um, and then just beyond these these rank and file stones with the burnt out holes, you see a collection of orcs uh, uh, bearing torches and shovels. So between you right now is the building uh, behind you, and then before you is is this uh, a group of orcs that are oh probably a hundred yards out at this point. They they don't quite see you yet. Um, what do you guys want to do? And then you have the burnt out holes with the stones all in rank and file. I'm going to pick up a rock and uh, take some of the ash from the fire in those little holes. And I'm going to make a glyph of wording, which is a spell I have on it. And I'm going to draw a little, little glyph on it. And then I'm going to, like, Hold it in my hand, and uh, you cast your glyph of warding to the stone, uh, uh, giving applying 5d8 lightning damage to this thing uh, when activated, um, and um, you have it in your hand. It, the stone actually tingles, almost like uh, there's some sort of a, a electrical kind of uh, like static, static, like yeah, static aspect to it as you hold it, uh, uh, and it is that that stone is warded, so. Yeah, you go ahead and do that. Um, again, the, the the orcs, the group of orcs, uh, just a hundred yards ahead of you, uh, across this this plot of land uh, that has holes dug out into it. Um, they're just sort of uh, with their torches. It looks like a couple are digging. Uh, some of the other orcs are, are have their torches ready, and they're all working together on something. Um, and then of they're course behind you, behind you is the half collapsed building. Oh, while he's doing the the uh, glyph thing, I'm gonna look for any loose stones for my sling, if that's possible. If there's like burned out stuff. Yeah, go ahead and make a, an investigation check real quick. 
Yeah, 16. Um, you find uh, five stones for you to, to load into your nice. sling. Got nine now. So if, if uh, how many orcs do we currently see? I know there's a couple, but do we know exactly how many? 100 feet out? Uh, it appears to be uh, five orcs. And from this distance, it's it's hard to tell weaponry, mm-hmm. armor, things like that without making it without. I just see five, yeah. like just standing. Yes. Yeah, okay. Some some digging with shovels, other holding a torch. Well, do you? Uh, I'll ask Hannah and um, Corden if if you guys want to dis- like distract one of them, maybe to come over to your glyph. If that was what you're intending, Hannah. I was thinking about throwing it, actually, oh. if they were, like, getting close to us and tossing it. I guess that could work, right? It could be thrown and... I mean, it just has to get close enough to them to set it off, so... Okay. There's a chance, I guess, it couldn't work, but I feel like it's pretty... No, 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 it says the object must remain in its place. If you choose an object. It's near the top. If the object is moved more than 10 feet from where you cast the spell, the glyph is broken. So you cannot throw okay. that stone. Good job, Alex. Well, yeah. then let's leave it right here, and then we'll try and lure them into the building, and then they'll get, you know, lightning. You can also use the the building as, like, a choke point, kind of, like, strategically. Bait him into it, for sure. Yeah. I can move for you. I could start off with a sling and then just run back because I have 40 feet of movement. I think orcs also have like a ton of movement too, but I should be okay. Uh, 100 feet out, and I just kind of sling a rock at one of them. You guys are down with that? Yeah, I think that sounds good. I'll go up like 60 feet, or yeah, I'll, I'll sling a rock around like 50 feet. And then I can run 40 back to where the party is. Be like 10 feet okay. away. So if, if you're going to try and sneak up and sling a rock in, your, in their direction, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'll try and hit one of them. One of the guys with like uh, the the tor- one of the torches or... I'm assuming the guys with the tor- holding the torches are kind of watching, right? They're not really like digging. Some of them are digging with stuff and they're preoccupied, right? Let's first, um, get, just from that distance, it's hard to tell. That's kind of okay. far away. You, you're not sure what they're doing. If you want to sneak up, we can make a stealth check. And okay. as you approach closer, you might be able to discern what, what is happening there. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll do that. So that's a stealth. Okay. As you move up and closer, uh, uh, you, you trip over a, a, a piece of stone and it makes a clattering noise. And one of the orcs, uh, uh slowly dispassionately turns towards you, sees it, raises its torch. It's the middle of the day anyways, doesn't matter. It raises its torch and uh, 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 gives a grunt as the, all the others turn. Uh, the five orcs now turn and look at you, Kabul. Um, uh, they, they sort of, some of them have pickaxes and some of them have shovels. Um, and then two of them have uh, uh, axes. Uh, and they're all going to turn in and, and start moving towards you. Uh, uh, we're going to have everyone go ahead and roll for initiative now. Okay. I should roll the 17. Uh, Hannah, on this map, where do you think you would have put the stone? Yes, good question, Alex. Let's see. 
behind you guys this way is the ruined building. Now, I have a map for that if you ever want to get to it. Um, uh, just before you, let's use our imagination here, guys. Uh, uh, Alex, or I'm sorry, Cobble has moved his way up across this field. Uh, and and uh, over here are the orcs who seem to be uh, wielding torches and shovels and pickaxes and things, digging something out. Uh, uh, and and it, from what you guys can observe, uh, Cobble, as you came up sneaking, they did notice you. But what, from what you could observe is is that it, it looks like they were preparing to light another file fire in this hole that they were digging. And it looks like the hole they were digging was in fact in front of one of these uh, uh, one of these stones that have been uh, placed into the ground. They notice you, they turn, and they begin moving towards you. Um, so we'll have the orcs also roll for initiative as well. All right, I'm just gonna say that the rune's gonna be like right here. I'm just say up on the road, okay? Yeah, that sounds good. Um, let me. Also, um, Trevor, what is your trigger? If I, I, I'm sure you told like the characters, but like, is your trigger just someone who steps on it? Yeah, if the orcs get near it. Okay, within yeah. ten. Okay, within ten feet. So basically, I'll have to run out this. I can't be ten feet because I can trigger it as well. Just go out like this way. Have to stay away from ten. Feet. You know that that's the safe way to do it. Yeah. I would yeah. Say. This, so this is ten feet. So basically, so you can sneak by. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is this is ten feet. Uh, that's ten feet, and this is ten feet. Or ten feet AO circle. That is. All right. There we go. Cool. So uh, up first, Kabul. Uh, you're the you rolled the highest. Uh, the orcs see you. They turn. It appears they're digging and burning things, and uh, they're going to get ready to come after you. Um, what do you want to do? What I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to sling a rock at the very, at the front, or, or attempt to sling a rock. Oh, it's a, <laughs> it's a sick. I, just to get their attention at, like, this guy. Okay. Uh, uh, which one? This one here? Uh, the, yeah, on my right. That one. I see. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you fire a sling off in the general direction uh, of this orc here, and it misses. It goes wide over his head, uh, but you do have his attention. And after that, I'm going to move 40 feet, because I can uh, do that. And I'm going to go, because it's a 10-foot radius, I think. But I'm just going to try and stay 10 feet away from it. So, like, if this is... Yeah, you could skirt. You could yeah. skirt along that edge there. Okay, and, yeah, uh, we're on that. And you can there, get over. So, yeah, you can move all the way to the edge of the map if you yeah, want. And then I'll go like right here. Yep. Boom. Forty feet. And I'll move back that way. Okay, and you sprint backwards. Um, so that's going to be your turn. Yes. Okay. Up next is Hannah. Hannah, what do you want to do? I'm gonna hold. Uh, Hold my action and just wait. If they get within range, I'll attack them with my weapons. Okay, you hold your attack action to, to wait when they uh, get within range of of your rune or of your attack? Um, of my attack. Okay, gotcha. All right, Hannah holds her attack action. Corden, what do you want to do? Well, um, uh, can, I, uh, can I shout at them what they're doing here? Yeah. I guess that would probably be an action. Uh, that would be an action to shout at them. Okay. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Okay. Uh, Corden shouts out. Uh, what what specifically do you ask, Corden? Um, ask them what they're doing here and uh, they've seen any paladins. 
the orcs, uh, um, let's see, it's not their turn yet, but as the orcs uh, get moving closer, you shout over at them, uh, there is no response, and you can tell at this point as they're getting closer, they're moving in a similar fashion that you've seen all the other beings you've encountered in this forest so far, uh, uh, moving in the same dispassionate, almost mechanical fashion, almost very similar to uh, MK12, the way he moves. Uh, it, it very strange, inorganic, robotic, even though they are, uh, all look clearly to be, uh, regular organic orcs. Um, but there is no response to your query, Corden. Hmm. Alrighty. And, um, you said the glyph of warding. Uh, what's the... You want to be, like, far away from that, right? The range At least ten feet. Because it's oh, a ten okay. feet, uh, radius, I think. Yeah, I just wasn't sure if, like, the effect was in a larger area. Mm, 20-foot radius sphere centered on the glyph. So where you guys have it placed right now, uh, each square on this map indicates five feet. So you guys are just, all of you are just out of range of this thing. (laughs) Maybe that's a big radius. There we go. (laughs) Yeah, keep it back, yeah. So we gotta get, alright, well I'm gonna go ahead and we could take the the top hill, but if we take the hill, they'll probably just go up around it, so... Yeah, that's kind of the thing. Maybe I'll just, uh... Hmm. It's gonna take them a little bit to get over here, I would guess. Um, we'll just hang out All for right, a so if you guys... This is a rough estimation of, of the damage this thing will do. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, a 20-foot sphere I've roughly drawn here around this thing. So, um, you want to stay out of that idea. Okay. So, um... Alrighty, well then I'm just gonna go ahead forward a little bit so I can at least kind of be in between them and everybody else. I go there. Um, All right, Gordon, you move up closer, being careful to stay out of the uh, the um, the effect of the ward, uh, the lightning warding glyph that Hannah has made. Is there anything else you want to do? No, I don't think I want to take any bonus actions or anything. Yet. Okay, up next are the orcs. Now they get to move forward. And they're able to move forward 30 feet, uh, actually just outside. Uh, They don't appear to be aware of anything amiss, um, but they do get this far. One of the orcs here in in the very front rank here uh, uh, takes his shovel, picks it up, and and sort of wields it like a spear and throws it in the direction of uh, Hannah here. It's going to make an attack with an improvised weapon against you, Hannah. And that attack is going to miss as the as the shovel swings wide and sort of clatters in the ground there. Uh, this orc will do the same thing with its shovel. And that's going to be 18 to hit. On me? Yes, Hannah. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, that's going to be uh, 1d4 damage as the uh, the improvised weapon sort of strikes. You just hit, hit in the chest with a shovel, basically, that one of these orcs threw. Throws a shovel. <laughs> and it does one point of damage against you. <laughs> does one point of damage against you. Uh, the the other orcs in the back here uh, currently don't have any other. Uh, you can see actually now that they're closer, these three are, are wielding axes and torches. The diggers didn't really have any weapons on them, um, but but they they seem to be intent on on attack. Uh, uh, Cobble, what do you want to do? Knowing that I just saw him throw a shovel at my, one of my friends, I think I'm just gonna throw a sling, a sling rock over at uh, at this guy here. Yeah, go ahead and uh, make an attack roll. Mmm. 
right, roll for damage. That's a that's a crit. Uh, that's gonna be six points of damage. Points of damage as uh, you fire your your sling. Um, at which one? This one here. The bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that it. one. Okay. Uh, six points of damage. You hit him right in the head, and he starts to bleed out the side of his head a little bit. And actually, <laughs> he looks kind of hurt from this attack. Is there anything else you want to do, Cobble? Call him an idiot. Then that's my turn. <laughs> All right, Hannah, you're up next. What do you want to do? They, your held action did not take effect. They didn't come into range. Um. Okay. Well, I guess I'll use one of my ranged weapons. What I got? I'm gonna throw a dagger at the uh, maybe it's uh, this guy. Yeah. All right. So that's yeah, gonna be like at disadvantage. If you look at your if your range, it's 20 by 60. So within 20 feet. You can throw your daggers normally. Between 20 okay, feet so and roll. 60 feet, then that's at disadvantage. So you rolled a 7 anyways. Um, you can roll a second time if you want, but uh, it's going to miss. It's guaranteed miss. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the dagger flies out outward uh, over the orc's head and, and clatters into the dirt behind him. Um, is there anything else you want to do, Hannah? Nope, that's it. Okay, Corden, you're up next. What do you want to do? Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and throw a javelin at uh, the bottom left orc there, the one that's just outside the range of the glyph. But on the left side of that guy, yeah. Alright, go ahead and make an attack roll. Oh yeah, that's gonna hit. Go to roll for damage. Dang. Alright, your javelin pierces into his shoulder and digs in deep, and uh, this orc uh, looks very badly hurt now uh, from this attack. But he's still standing. Okay. Well, that's about all I can do. Yeah, I don't know if like when I'm eating any of my bonus actions, so. Alright, as the orcs move forward, um, these two orcs in line enter the glyph simultaneously because they're side by side. Uh, these ones are gonna be outside of the glyph of warding, and uh, it activates. Uh, Hannah, go ahead and roll, I believe it's 5d6. 5d8, I think. What's that? I, I think it's 5d8. Oh, 5d8. 5d8 lightning yeah. damage. Should I roll them individually or all together? Roll them all together. Oh, yeah, it's it's very much as, as this, this uh, stone glyph that you made that you charged with all of this lightning energy unleashes and strikes out like two uh, 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 massive bolts of lightning in the direction of these two orcs. Um, if you think about how electricity works, not that you guys would, you know, this is sort of a meta perspective, uh, uh, not that your guys would know anything about electricity, but uh, the way electricity works, it, it there, there is a, uh, the path of least resistance um, is, is where the, the the charge always takes and so uh, these two guys are definitely that least resistant path and and two bolts of lightning strike out from this this uh, glyph ward and it sort of looks like um, I don't know if you guys have seen the Mandalorian where uh, he fires his rifle in the in the Jawas just disintegrate <laughs> they just absolutely yeah. poof, into nothing these two orcs are gone um, However, so that the glyph is expended. However, these three orcs here are, are still uh, unharmed. Uh, and they're... It's now safe now, I think. Like that area, right? I yes, think that area cool. is now safe. Very cool. So, so I'm not really sure if we're doing anything really good. <laughs> I mean, they're kind of just farming. They, they were creating fires. I'm not sure. 
<laughs> Truly, they're up to no good. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, we are looking mind for control. Yeah. All right, these guys are um, they're like five. Let's see, they move five, so we'll go ahead and move them forward. Do they have the same dispassionate look as the other orcs that we've been seeing? Uh, yes, yes. You were able to notice as they approach, they are they're moving in an almost mechanically mechanic emotionless oh, yeah. uh, uh, fashion. You said that. That's right. Okay, uh, these two orcs here, two of the orcs uh, rush forward to you, Hannah, and actually uh, uh, they're going to go ahead and uh, attempt to grapple you. Um, because there's two of them, I'll, I'll make one check uh, with advantage, um, and this is going to be a strength contest. Uh, because you're outnumbered here, um, you'll go ahead and make a strength check, Hannah. They're going to make their check with advantage. Okay. Um... Yeah, uh, you are uh, absolutely grappled. They used all their movement to get to you, so they get a hold of you, each one holding each of your arms now, and uh, they, they have you, um, for the moment, restrained. Uh, that's all they're going to do. This orc here will attempt to uh, actually grapple Corden, um, and that will be a straight uh, strength contest between you, Corden, and the single orc that, that is engaging with you. Yeah, Corden, you easily shrug off the feeble attempt of this uh, scrawny-looking orc to, to grapple you. You just sort of bash him with your shield, and he's pushed back slightly, staggering backwards. Um, uh, that's going to be it for the orcs. Kabul, you're up next. What do you want to do? I'm going to use try and get my uh, move up on this. They're not. They're just trying to restrain, so I'm going to move up and use my dexterity to try and grapple that orc that's grappling with uh, Corden. Okay, this will be a... We'll do a dexterity contest, and you want to try and, and move quickly against him. I get it. So go ahead and make a dexterity check. Yeah, awesome, Cobble. So you get a hold of this orc, you get a hold of his arm, and, and you use a wrist lock on him, and you and you get him. He is grappled. He is restrained for the moment, uh, uh, unable to, to attack Cobble. Or, I'm sorry, unable to attack Corden. Um, is there anything else you want to do, Cobble? That was my main action. I'll, uh, I'll just hold him there for now. All right, Hannah, you are, are currently restrained by two orcs. Um, what would you like to do? You can try and escape if you'd like. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to try and escape. What's okay, the... you're going to make a strength saving throw. Uh, your cho- uh, Yeah, it would be strength. Make a strength saving throw. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not enough. Uh, you are still restrained by these two orcs uh, uh, holding you in each arm. I guess that'll be it. All right, Corden, you're up next. What do you want to do? Okay, well, uh, I see that they're just apparently attempting to restrain us and not murder us, so... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and try and pull uh, one of the guys off of Hannah, because uh, I'm not being restrained anymore, yeah. All right, as you move away, unfortunately, that orc is not yes. able to get an attack against you because Cobble has him held. He does try and swing at you, Corden, but Cobble's got the wrist lock on him, and uh, he's uh, not able to right. attack. Uh, go ahead, and um, uh, this will be another strength contest. As everyone's now trying to restrain each other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wrestling in the forest. All righty. Uh... Actually, that's... Actually, that's that's not not bad, Corden. Uh, he rolled a natural one, so you're you're able to pull this orc off of Hannah, 
and, and now you sort of have him by the back of his his uh, his hide armor, sort of grabbing him by the back of his neck, the scuff of his of his uh, tunic, if you will. And uh, you you have <laughs> everyone has somebody restrained now, um, except for oh I forgot MK12. He's not in the initiative order. Oops, I'll put him last. Uh, doesn't matter. Um, MK12 just sort of watches now, uh, taking in the information and uh, sort of uh, uh, taking notes, if you will. Corden, is there anything else you want to do? Okay. No, I think that's it for me. All right. Up next, it's the orc's turn. Uh, the orc uh, uh, restraining you, Hannah, uh, begins to drag you away as he's moving. His movement speed is halved because you're resisting and making it difficult, but he does drag you 15 feet away from the group. Thanks for listening to Sixes Out Entertainment's Descent into Avernus. Be sure to click like and subscribe, and check back every Sunday for more episodes where our heroes grow ever closer to crossing into the Nine Hells. If you wish to see more content like this, show your support and join the Sixes Out community on Patreon. Link in the description. There, you'll gain access to dungeon delving and dragon slaying pre-generated characters, subclass variants, the Sixes Out Discord server, and the first chapter of the High Moon Wanderers, an adventure module designed for a group of rangers and druids, and much, much more to come. Be sure to follow Sixes Out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for updates on future content at Sixes Out Crits. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. We'll see you next Sunday.